This podcast is brought to you by CATV, building community in the Upper Valley through media. Hello, I'm Amanda Rayfuse, and this is Spark, the Upper Valley's new arts and culture program here on CATV. We're hoping to spark your interest in the arts by hosting one-on-one conversations that explore the depth and variety of culture here in the Upper Valley to the amazing people who create and those who administrate, the artists who educate and the generous patrons who donate, the audiences, students, and consumers who enjoy and participate. Welcome to Spark. Hello and welcome to season two of Spark, CATV's arts and culture show. We are back with a whole new set of extraordinary artists, arts leaders, and educators to spark your interest in the cultural life of the Upper Valley and to discover how they help to make this region an extraordinary place to live, work, and play. A couple of new things this season. If you'd like to listen to Spark, we're excited to be providing a podcast version of the show. And if there's something you'd like to learn about, a comment to share, or if there's a guest you'd love to see on Spark, you can now connect to us via an email address. I will share all of the information about that at the end of this episode. For right now, we would love, I I would love to welcome a very good friend, a colleague, a wonderful person, Melissa Richmond. She is the executive director of West Claremont Center for Music and the Arts, which is down obviously in Claremont. And Melissa grew up in New Hampshire in Claremont. She attended local schools. She persevered in her dreams of becoming a classically trained flute and piccolo player by attending Dalhousie University in Canada. But her belief in the power of creativity to build and bind communities caused her to return to Claremont back in 2008 with a goal to provide world-class live music experiences and arts-focused educational opportunities for her friends and neighbors and the students of her community. She forged a partnership with the Claremont Union Church and founded West Claremont Center for Music and the Arts. The three programming foci there are world-class concerts, education and youth arts enrichment, and creative collaborations or community building. She has partnerships with myriad organizations such as St. Gaudens, the Hopkins Center for the Arts, Claremont Opera House, area schools, nonprofit youth programs, Park and Rec, so many other more. And with more than 50 performances, workshops, residencies, group classes, and events annually offered for free or with scholarship opportunities, Melissa is proving how committed she is to dismantling the barriers to the arts and providing opportunities for all of her Claremont and the region's neighbors to enjoy the mental, the physical, and the social benefits associated with participation in the arts. I'm especially excited to talk to Melissa because right now WCCMA is in a period of incredible evolution. They are creating a new home downtown in Claremont, the Claremont Creative Center. They're working in partnership with the city of Claremont and the Claremont Development Authority to create this arts, education, and performance and entrepreneurship hub right downtown, taking an old unused building and revamping it into this beautiful uh, arts facility. Very excited about that. There's a lot to talk about with Melissa. And today I'm excited to focus on her dreams for Claremont and how WCCMA is enlivening her hometown social, economic and educational quality of life. Melissa, welcome to Spark. 
Thank you, Amanda. I'm so glad to be here with you. Me too. It's so much fun to get to talk to people who I admire. <laughs> it's just <laughs> exciting. And to introduce you to maybe some people that don't know how awesome you are yet, but will. So um, just to start us off, you are a native Claremonter who returned home after you both worked professionally and had attended college. And just tell us a little bit about why you decided to come back to Claremont, um, why, why it felt important to you to return to your hometown. Yeah, um, so it's, it's funny because I did end up coming back, but as I was going through the last year of my music degree, I remember one of my professors was asking about why we were deciding to take conducting. Mm. And my answer was about being well-rounded and exploring new things, but it was also a little bit about um, being afraid about the future and needing more things that I could um, have in my tool chest, if you will. And so when I came back, I actually didn't fully commit to being <laughs> all the way back because I didn't think that I could live and work and make a living in Claremont. Um, so when I came back, it was on a summer basis and I started the organization because I really felt, just like you said in your introduction, that I felt like everybody really needs to have access to um, having a creative life, whatever that looks like for individuals. Um, so I came back for the summer and then I went to live in the San Francisco Bay Area during the rest of the year. Um, but ultimately through that process, it did bring me back here full time. Um, because as I'm starting the organization as a performing arts venue, I realize um, there's a certain amount of groundwork that needs to happen just based on the economic realities a place of like Claremont has faced for, for many decades. And um, so ultimately through, through that work and just being inspired to create the programming that, that we were creating, but also to make a difference for people living in the local area, that's basically, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's why here, because I think that Claremont deserves to have access to all the wonderful things in life. Yeah, and that's interesting you say that about um, the groundwork that's necessary. I, I, just to be clear, do you mean that, great, you've got your summer performance series of professional concerts, but that you felt like you needed to be embedded in the community more to create those relationships that would then kind of allow people to feel like this was their organization? Is that what you mean by the groundwork? There is definitely that, um, of course, with, with a new organization, um, but also it was creating the programming to help a broader number of people in Claremont mm. to feel like they wanted this arts programming to be a part of their regular life. There's a lot of people um, that don't attend, or they may attend a few concerts, but they're all huge um, rock concerts that are someplace else, which is also wonderful. But when you have all these resources nearby, it's great to make that a more regular part of your life. But of course, classical music and new music, they're, um, sometimes people feel like they need to know more, which they don't, of course. Um, but creating a 
an environment for the younger people in Claremont to start making those decisions to make the arts part of their life. So basically, I needed to make some arts programming for youth is the short answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 like you said, making sure that everybody that that's one of the ways of helping people to feel like this is for me, mm-hmm. that I can go in and, and listen to a classical concert or to a funk band or whatever and feel like, yeah, this this I get to do this. I get to be a part of this. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So um, one of the things that's unique about Claremont, uh, West Claremont Center for Music and the Arts is, as I mentioned, that your programs, for the large part, are free. So really removing that barrier, one of those barriers to feeling like this is for me by saying, yeah, and it art, art should be um, accessible to everyone, regardless of your economic situation. Um, how do you do that? <laughs> well, um, we start by having a format for our, our uh, financial situation of not expecting to make money on tickets. We, of course, we deeply appreciate people who will purchase tickets or make donations. Um, and we really encourage people to express their appreciation in a financial way if they can, because of course we want to compensate artists. Um, but we just know that there's an extremely high level of poverty in Claremont and that people who are living in a financial situation where they don't have any expendable income, it's just a way to be welcoming for them. And so we just try to to make our budgets and to plan our seasons based on that reality. Mm. Um, It it also may mean that uh, we get, we are using a lot more volunteer time than maybe is long-term sustainable. Mm. Um, But for now that that's the reality and we have volunteers who are willing to do that. And so we're grateful for that. Yeah. And it also, you know, you do have a incredible, cadre of foundation like there's foundation support and uh, right and there's yeah. there there are there are donors that are stepping in and saying yes what you do is incredibly valuable and that's um it's important to su- to support that yeah exactly it it's a it's a ton of foundation support and um the new hampshire state council on the arts and the new england foundation for the arts um, NIFA is probably one of our largest funders and it's because they're passionate about the same types of things that we are, that they help to support these artists being able to live and tour in places like Claremont. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And one of the things that I really love about your, your programming too is that um, it is really eclectic. Like you are, you're, you've, you've talked a lot, you've talked a bit about the classical music piece of things, but like I said, you've got taiko drummers, you've got um, you've got funk bands, you've got classical quartets, you've got uh, you had the Vermont uh, Abenaki Association working with you this year. So, what do you think is the value of that kind of diversity and eclecticism? Eclectic, eclectic is that a word? You know what I mean. Um, <laughs> as you're as you're thinking about a season and putting a season together, what why is it that you're looking? Because you could just do, you know, a symphony season. What is it to you that's important about that diversity? I just, I think having um, a lot of voices being present and speaking their passion, I just, I don't think that there's anything better than that, really. Um, I, I just, 
I personally enjoy learning so much about different cultures and different practices. Um, we end up doing a lot around percussion, which is fascinating because then you get to learn about percussion in Egypt and percussion in Syria and in India and in um, and the, the local tradition that was with the uh, Vermont Abenaki Association. We had Nolhegan drum this year, so we got to learn from them about their traditions. Um, and I think that there, it's just so deeply embedded in who people are. Mm. And so being able to learn who people are through their music, I think it's just, it's amazing. And I think that, um, that it just makes us better people, I think. Well, it's interesting because it does, it's another like way of removing barriers, right? It's the barriers between, you know, uh, between people, like, like eliminating that, that conception of, what another culture might look like or what another individual might look like by saying, oh, but this is music and it's a bridge in some ways. Yeah, exactly. And uh, one of our artistic advisory board members, Kenan Azme, will talk about the power of music to communicate with no words mm. and how that's the only, it's, it's probably the only way that you can truly communicate what you're feeling and not have all of these, um, I don't know, things that could trigger misunderstanding or things that you just, you can't, you can't yeah. see from the other person's perspective. Like music just, it removes all of that. Yeah, nothing gets lost in translation with music. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So you've talked a little bit about um, your, 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 your hopes for what you're, you can provide for the citizens of Claremont and for the Upper Valley region. But what, what is Claremont, your, what does your dream Claremont look like? What is, and how do the arts fit into that? For, for me, um, of course, they're gonna, they're incredibly embedded. I think that, um, you know, it's a, it's a vibrant place for people to be able to make the arts a regular part of their life. It's a place that we have people coming and creating um, new music, new artwork, um, all those, these plants of, the, the seeds we've planted of these organizations, the Claremont Makerspace, the Claremont Creative Center, um, all of these things coming into full bloom. Um, and it means that there's a piece of creativity in everybody's life in Claremont every single day, every single hour. Um, and I think that it helps us to um, finally achieve a local nest maybe that um just just starting to achieve something that's not oh it used to be this and we used to be that and we this used to be wonderful it's a new reality it's a brand new creation that is taking off of our the things that we have that are strengths but are completely creating a new um a new wonderful life yeah, 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 yeah. So, so uh, sort of rebuilding. I love that word "nest" too, but a a reimagination of what Claremont is with mm -hmm. the arts as at at a heart of it. Exactly, because we've always we've always been creators in some way. I mean, uh, what is it? The eleventh patent in in the U.S. patents was for uh, something in Claremont. I think it had to do with milling. Um, so that's that's been a long part of history in Claremont, but I think having um, having creativity be a part of that driver. And Bill, I love that. So building on the history of, of creators that, have, that, have, that built this, that created the community 
and taking that forward into the future. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Um, so what is what is one thing that, you know, when you're not at work, which I know you are 90 hours a week, um, what is something that you enjoy doing to bring arts and culture into your life? Where do you love to go? Well, I think it all ends up linking back to work, but that's okay. That's why I do this because I love it. Um, I, I just, I try to... Um, keep up with my own artistic pursuits, such as um, I'm not a great pianist. I teach piano, but I'm always trying to expand that because I get so much enjoyment personally out of just playing, even, even if I'm just playing something badly. <laughs> but I really love that. So I, I try to make time and make goals um, for things like that or um, continuing relationships. So if I'm working, I'm putting on the concerts that that Apple Hill put on during the summer and just trying to keep just a, a regular interaction because it's been hard during the pandemic to do things like that. So yeah, just finding ways to make sure that I'm embedding some of uh, my own creative interests all the time and always having something on the horizon that's really the big thing is making sure I'm always excited about something creative that's coming up that I'm not producing <laughs> yes, right 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 <laughs> you don't have to work for it and I also know that food is an important piece of your life too that's just oh you know yes. that figure absolutely out. and that's definitely part of my vision for Claremont because I consider that a creative art as well is because we already have some wonderful food so more of that all the time more of that please yes <laughs> so um tell us a little bit about you know how people if people can get involved or how they can how, how they can learn more about the west claremont center for music and the arts and the claremont creative center and all the things that are going on with you well the the first and quickest ways are just like for everybody if you join our mailing list you can go on our webpage wcc-ma.org um, and you can also like us we're we're most active on Facebook um, so you can get some regular updates there we actually have the entire um, season of this summer that was broadcast live it's still available on YouTube oh. so it's just great for you to get involved and see what we're doing and then tell your friends about how much you love what we're doing <laughs> Um, we hope to have some volunteer opportunities coming up. Things are still pretty, um, pretty pandemic safe at the moment, but we'll definitely have um, ways to do that. So we're just hoping people can continue to participate with us. Um, we're going to have a fundraiser coming up on October 30th, um, which is going to feature Sally Pincus and a program that she's doing um, with a clarinetist in, in, she's doing a couple of those in, um, in New England. So we're looking forward to having that be a fundraiser for our capital project for our downtown home. Excellent. Um, yeah, so that is a wonderful way and everybody will eventually at some have access to that so that they can, um, they can enjoy that. And let us know how you enjoy things that mm -hmm. we love that. And then of course, um, you're still teaching lessons virtually and there, you've got some online educational tools, right? As well, so students can get involved with the arts um, through WCCMA's work. Yes, exactly. We have some new programs that we'll be launching a little bit later this fall, um, but we have lessons that are available. Um, we're working on getting some more teachers into to cover more subjects. 
um, but we, we do have lessons that are available. We have some online tools on our webpage for the um, ArtX program, which is a curated list of some videos and such that you can watch to increase your skills from home. We'll be doing more of that in the fall. Um, and yeah, just checking out the webpage and see what you need. We're also available if people have questions about things. Um, just reach out to us and let us know. We'll, we'll help you find something. Like if you're looking for the local orchestra, we'll, we'll send you to UVMC. Um, so we can be used as a resource. Awesome. And I, and I will just put a plug into for everybody going to check out the ClaremontCreativeCenter.org site just um, to learn a little bit more about the building project that, that's going to take place at 56 Opera House Square in Claremont. And because uh, it's going to be a very cool, like I said, education, entrepreneurship and performance venue, um, which it feels like there's really nothing like that in the Upper Valley right now in terms of all of the the tools that'll be in a downtown location, an intimate performance venue. Um, so it's very, it's very exciting. You're, you're really pushing along the path towards um, your vision for Claremont with this project. It's exciting. So we talk about blossoming. This is going to be the blossoming of the West Claremont Center for Music and the Arts. We're like this lovely flower that's about open this much. And then we're going to, we're going to spread our wings a little bit more in this new space, more room for education, um, more events, more, um, hopefully we'll have things like dance and, and movies and that sort of thing as well, um, culinary. So it'll be, it's, we're really excited about it and we really want to um, be giving people tours and such this fall, so. Excellent. Well, Melissa, thank you for all of your work and, you know, uh, in Claremont, but also in the whole region uh, and your your vision and your beautiful um, ideals for how to make sure that the arts are accessible for everyone. I think it's so important um, and I'm so grateful. Thank you. <laughs> it was great to be here and, and chat with you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. And you have been watching Spark, the Upper Valley's new arts and culture program here on CATV. Don't forget to subscribe to CATV's YouTube channel where you can learn more about Melissa and all of our guests on Spark by visiting their websites listed in the episode descriptions. And of course, you can visit CATV8.org to sign up for CATV's email list and find links to our new podcast, as well as the YouTube channel. And you can connect with us by emailing spark at catv8.org. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time on Spark. Thank you for listening to CATV Podcasts. If you found this episode interesting and would like to find more Upper Valley content at CATV, please visit our website at catv8.org. That is catv8.org. You can find all of our podcasts under the Listen section on our homepage.